0: Welcome to, after a long, long break by the way um, Welcome to another edition This is Series 5, Episode 11 of uh, Fleet Die Hard The uh, independent uh, podcast giving independent views From an independent supporter of all things On and Off the Pitch At my favourite club, Ebsfleet United Um, Yeah, so here we are It's uh, been some time since i did my last podcast, in fact it was after the Kidd- kidderminster uh game and um since then we've um well i guess we've we've managed to uh to get a, to get a win finally uh prior to that i think after the Kidderminster game we um we had Ah, uh, did we have a couple of losses? I can't remember. It was such a long time ago now, wasn't it? So, it was Kidderminster, we, yeah. So we we had uh, we drew one all against Barnet, we drew one all against York, and then of course Christmas came along, which was quite interesting. Um, you know, after the Kidderminster game, really, uh, when well, in, in fact some time before the rumblings started amongst us all and i'm as guilty as anybody else of the uh you know how much longer can dennis last how much longer can this go on for um and of course we've got them a couple of drawers um so it, i guess it eased the pressure a little bit but then along came christmas and similarly to last christmas we um we ended up in a bit of a bloody mess to be honest um so Last Christmas we conceded eight goals and this Christmas over the two games we conceded eight goals um, against Bromley and of course you'll you'll know if you were there that uh, we we lost 3-2 on the home leg to Bromley Um, and that was on the Boxing Day and then of course we went to Bromley on the 30th uh, pre, pre New Year's Eve, and uh, we lost five one. Although I didn't go to that, um, I was working unfortunately. But I hear that it, it wasn't really a good reflection of the game. What I hear is the five one. Well, it came after a collapse. Put it that way. We're, apparently, the first twenty five minutes, we were we well, we were one 0 up, was we? So the first. 25 minutes. Apparently, we looked pretty damn good, but this is the problem, isn't it? Um, You know, it's all right looking good for 25 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 minutes. In this league, you've got to be consistently good all the way through, and uh, of course, after that, social media just went. Uh, well, I was going to say it went mad, but uh, you know, when we're such a small little club, social media itself doesn't go mad, but. The social media surrounding Fleet United went mad and went into overdrive um, with, the, uh, with the calls for Dennis's resignation or sacking or leaving the club one way or another. This has all come on top as well. Let's not forget that, and I don't know how much this has affected the team, by the way let's not overlook the fact that behind the scenes there's been quite a major change in personnel in terms of ownership running um of the club now uh, i heard um back in november that or i saw on company's house that two new two or three new directors had come on board. I think I mentioned it in the last last uh, podcast. Two or three directors had come on board, um, all had the same surname of Al-Hamedi. And, you know, I sort of wondered what was going on. What I didn't know was that the doctor was at that stage ceasing his day-to-day running and involvement with the club he says with inverted bracket, inverted uh, speech marks as they they do with their fingers. Um, and the reason I say that is, um, you know, he uh, he can't. So it, for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure everybody does know now, um, the doctor was made insolvent at uh, an insolvency hearing, um, declared bankrupt and believed to be, as for what we can gather, to do with all this fiasco re, uh, surrounding this proposed leisure pleasure park at Swanscombe um, down by the river. You know that at one stage was going to be Paramount Park, then it was going to be the London Theme Park, and then ITV and BBC were involved um you know and all have pulled out at one stage or another new people have come in and they've pulled out and it appears that you know there's lots of unhappiness surrounding money's owed to various people by the doctor's company now i'm not going to put myself in the frame of uh libeling you know, putting myself for possible legal actions and say what is true and what's not. So I can only tell you what, you know, what the what the rumors are. You know, and I and I don't take any sides on those. But you know, but my my view on it is is this though. I will happily give you my view, and my view on it is. But um, the, the problem I've got, the worrying part about this for me, is that. It's KEH are the company, I believe, that were uh, the parent company overseeing all this business with with the the resort, which the doctor fronts and owns. KEH are the same company, but am I not right in saying that own Ebsfleet United? So my worry here, no one's spoken about it and I haven't really looked into it. My worry here is that if there is financial implications, and if it ever came down to the to asset stripping or asset seizing, would that leave our club, our beloved Epsfleet United, in danger? Now you might say, well no, because it's not a viable concern. We're not a money-making project, you know. We don't. Uh, we're not. You know. We're not in a in a in a profit situation because we've lost close on two million pound or one and a half million pound every year for the last ten years that the doctor has been in charge. Yes, that might be true. But if it comes to a point, and I don't. I know. I'm not really up on bankruptcy laws. You know, people often say, don't they, that when you're when you're a bankrupt all your debts are wiped out. I, I just don't see that as being the case. I don't think they're ever wiped out. There are legal loopholes I'm sure that get you around paying your debts and, and, and putting in delays and stuff like that. But I don't think they're ever wiped out. Um, so I wonder... Whether that means that even though we're not making a profit, we are an asset. So if I you know, if I had a if I needed to claw back some money, even if it's not all the money that I'm owed, maybe I could force you as a punter to sell your car. you could say to me, Yeah, but my car I bought my car I bought my car for ten thousand pounds, it's only it's only worth £2,000 now, I, I've got to make, you know, it's made an eight grand loss, doesn't matter to me if I can sell it, I'll sell it for £500, that's £500 less that I'm owed, and that's what worries me, I don't know whether that's even a concern that I should be having, but it is one that's crossed my mind, and it's one that, um, you know, I, I do worry about um i was I, I was slightly amused when i saw some of the social media posts that, you know the uh the, doc, the doctor lovers should we say or the doctor lovies should we say that were still saying you know oh well he's done the honorable thing and he's decided to step away from from the club you know blah 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 not to tarnish its reputation no it's nothing to do with that at all what it's to do with is when you've been made a bankrupt, you are ex- you are not allowed. All the time you are bankrupt, you are not allowed to be a director of another business or be involved in the day-to-day running of any other business. So you have to step away from that business. Now that, obviously, if you've got a, a, an ounce, half an ounce of any common sense about you, you'll know that what that really means is, on paper, you can't be seen to be running the company. So, what do you do? You take your name off the list. You put in your brother or your uncle or your aunt or, your, in this case, your cousins, as it turns out to be. You bring in your cousins. There you go, boys. Your name is on the paper, but I don't want you touching this company, by the way. I'm running this company still. But you'll be signing the checks in uh, after I've decided which one which ones get paid, okay, that's how it works, so you still basically nothing changes. you still carry on running your business um just not on paper, and all the time that you're in that situation, I don't think you could be touched so that was going on and that is quite a major 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 thing to be happening you know it's a period of uncertainty isn't it going on behind the scenes Uh and it you know you have to wonder has that had a bearing on events on the pitch on the training ground results I don't know I don't know I'm not going to bring up I could easily bring up Old history and talk about what went on a few years ago with players supposedly not being paid or being paid late um, you know you you, you can ask the question to yourself is that has that been happening again and we just don't know about it we don't know about it and we'll never know because I'm sure if that was the case for a second time round. If indeed it was the case for a first time round, I'm sure that there would be plans put in to ensure that it became a closely guarded secret and it never was discussed outside of the realms of the football club. So we wouldn't we wouldn't know that. Um, what I will say is that when I've looked at the some of the players over the last few months they haven't looked a happy bunch have they right they haven't looked a bunch of players that to me they haven't looked like a bunch of players that are content and happy in their role and understandably if you i guess it's 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 like a snowball that just keeps getting fatter as it rolls downhill uh gathering more and more crap on the way down if there is problems with team selection or training, or just dissatisfaction behind the scenes, or if there is any financial instability or woes, all of those things could add to your final performance on the pitch on a Saturday afternoon. Or it could be that there's absolutely nothing going on at all. It's just a case that, for whatever reason, we haven't had the results. When I say we haven't had the results, I mean, t- was it 20, 23 games, two wins in 23 games or something like that? Um, I, I reached a point where, after Christmas, I was glad I didn't go to the away match to Bromley because I don't think I'd ever been so angry as I was when I saw that result. Um, and I was guilty, I was as guilty as everybody else of saying, get Dennis out and, you know, get somebody in that can do the job because there's clearly, clearly something wrong. So then what happens? We play on Saturday and we played Wildstone. Wildstone, uh, sitting pretty, you know, up in the upper echelons of the league, come to Epsfleet United. I wrapped up nice and warm and went to the game. Fully expected us to lose embarrassingly you know with a a not very enjoyable to watch performance and for the most part for the first um 15 minutes 20 minutes certainly the first 15 minutes it looked like i was not going to be disappointed in that respect it looked like that's that's exactly what was going to happen because uh you know, I, I stood in Geek's Corner, getting more and more frustrated at seeing us do the same, same crap that I'd seen all season with the, you know, giving the ball away with sloppy passes in front of our own goal and failing to put, you know, to put in a clearance. And then, uh, and, and Cousins, every time you pick the ball up, you could hear people around me and me included saying long ball long ball clear it don't put- oh no and then you know and then he he passed it out to right or to um to white should i should say or to uh you know to Solly, and you know and we tried this we tried to be man city again and sure enough we just barely made it to the halfway line sometimes before we lost the ball again but invariably we lost the ball again and uh I thought you know this is, this is this is this is this is as bad as it gets but then something happened there was a gathering there was there was a break in play and there was a gathering at the uh a, a Dennis called them all over I guess and um you know there was a bit of a con conflab and the tactics were changed from what I can gather, not been confirmed by, <clears throat> by anyone really at the club. Well, it has. Dennis has sort of confirmed it in his post-match interview. But um, allegedly, apparently, the instruction was given to play the more direct long ball approach. And the first time we kicked the ball long over the top down to our forward, we had a shot on goal. That's how effective it became, right? Anyway, cut a long story short. We won. We won. Can you believe that, right? Two goals we scored. And um. It yes, it wasn't pretty. Yes, it was. It was ugly football at times, and the last. The last 15, we were just bombarded. Our goal mouth was just bombarded. Corner after corner after corner, shot after shot after shot. Cousins made some very, very good saves. And we defended hard. We defended ugly. We played ugly football. And we walked away with three hard-earned points. Now... Call it what you like, I couldn't care less. We needed those three points, and Dennis made the call finally. Dennis made the right call i i, I you know if that saved his bacon, I don't know um it takes more than one result to uh to put to be a good manager to be a successful manager now do you think he changed things around out of do you th- I, I, this is my my gut feeling, and it's just my opinion, and I'm probably wrong, but everything in me tells me that he changed that around despite every nerve in his body, telling him not to. Because it flies in the face of everything that he's worked for and tried to do up to this point. But he suddenly realised, I think, I believe, he suddenly realised, I have no choice. I don't want to change it. I've heard the fans screaming for change. I've read the social media. I've tried it my way. We're over halfway through the season. We're third from bottom. And we look like we're going to lose this. I have no choice but to concede and do it their way. And he's done it our way. And we got the three points. Now, I'm not saying we need to do it that way every game. But I will say, and it's what I've been saying for the last God knows how many seasons. You've got to have that in the bag, haven't you? You've got to have the chance, the option to put your hand in your toolkit and pull out a different, a different tool. To get the job done. If the tool you've got. As great and as pretty. And as shiny as it is. Isn't doing the job. Sometimes you've got to put your hand in. And pull out a rusty spanner. Because it's the only one. That really is going to. Turn that nut. And get it done. And I say. Dennis hats off to you. For having the balls on the day. To do that. And it may have gone against every grain that you. That you you felt was you wanted to do, but you bit your you bit your pride, you swallowed your pride, and you did it. And if that's all we ask for from our managers, from our manager, from our team, adapt when it goes against you. And if it means we win ugly every every game from now to the end of the season, but we end up staying up, comfortably staying up, I for one will, will 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 will. Swallow what I've said previously and say, Dennis. Thank you, mate. Well done, you did the right thing. So for me, good decision, good decision. Um, and that brings us, you know, um, that 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 took us up to uh, up upper place in the league. Uh, I think you put. Uh, I think we're twenty seven points. I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty certain from memory, we're twenty seven points now the same points as the team just above us and i can't remember who they are but the team just above us who are also on 27 but are not in the relegation zone but have got a better goal difference than us so we are you know there's an improvement it's not we're not dead and buried yet yet got a long way to go listen guys we're unbeaten in 2024 how about that there is not a single team in this country that have beaten us in 2024 what do you mean we've only played one game it doesn't matter so we go we go again now we've got a little break coming up we got um because we the only competition we're in now is uh, is this one which in a way is a good thing because it gives us a focus and it does, you know, let's look on the positives. It would have been nice to get, have a back-to-back game and, and come off the momentum of winning this game, particularly with the, the, the grit in steel that, that it was on Saturday to 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 grab those three points. It would have been nice to go again fairly soon. But we're not. We've got two weeks off. Uh, and the positives of that are, we've got two weeks off to do some serious, serious training on the field. Uh, defensively that's where our issue is we know that let, let me just touch on that as well not only did we get three points we kept a clean sheet first clean sheet for how many games 23 24 24 games conceded every game and we kept a clean sheet as well so that's pretty good so that gives us something to build on something to work on let's get on that training pitch I hope they've been on the training pitch today today being Monday I hope they've watched the video of this game and maybe they should watch a few videos of of the games before and realise and even take a look at Wealdstone who did have shots by the way, they were shooting from outside every chance they got every opportunity which is something we don't do every opportunity they had to shoot they sh- they took a shot they didn't score okay give you that but they did take a shot and i would argue that that's why they're higher up in the league where they are because you've, as i've said before if you throw enough darts at a bullseye one of them's going to go in it's 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 not rocket science that uh, so two weeks off let's get some training in Let's get some feel-good factor back in the uh, in the squad. Let's get some confidence back. It's easy for us to stand here, sit here, and slag off individual players. I've never really been into doing slagging individual players. I've got my own views and opinions on players that I think are good or not good enough or could do better. Um, but I don't usually go into into naming them. But I do have a question, which um, whether you like whether you like Sterling or not, whether you feel Amari Sterling James fits into our current setup or not. I just think it's a bit strange that he off he went to Saint Kitts for his international duty back in whenever it was. Was it December, early December, late November, something on like that, and we haven't heard from him. We haven't seen him since. Now, he didn't pick up a knock, as far as I know. He's not injured, as far as I know. Um, and I was told just yesterday that he's definitely not injured. I mean, he's apparently he's posted on his Instagram um, videos of him scoring goals during training. So you've got to ask the question, why is he not getting in the team? Why is he not getting in the starting 11? Why is he not even getting in the, the squad on the bench? It's very strange. Uh, I don't know what your views on that. i will be interested to know what your thoughts are on that. Um, leave me a message uh, on, uh, you can, I, I believe on Google, no, on um Spotify. Podcast, if that's what you're listening to this through, I believe you can actually go on there and uh, and leave comments. I don't know. I have had comments before. I have to go into my own app uh, to to see them, but the, there is a way of doing it. If not, um, go onto my Twitter account at Fleet Diehard, Twitter X account at Fleet Diehard, and leave me a comment there. And I'd be interested to know what your views are on Sterling and the, as to where why he's not getting a game, why he's not getting a look in, why you think he's not getting a look in, and whether you and whether you think he should get a look in, whether you think he could bring or add anything to the to the current setup. Uh I've got my own views on him. Uh, I believe as a player, I believe he's more than capable, but sometimes he doesn't uh, and again I don't know whether whether it's whether that's uh, instructions from Dennis or not, but I've always felt he could give a bit more in terms of making himself available when he's not on the ball. Sometimes he, he barely runs past the halfway line, and that was all. I you know, I've I've been critical of him for that before. Uh, but you know, there we go. So two weeks' time, we're bringing in Hartley Paul. Now Hartley Paul uh, are becoming old rivals of ours now, aren't they? Uh, I'm looking, uh, I'm just trying to, while while I'm talking to you here, I'm just trying to find if I can where they are in the league, in their respective league. And they are, uh, National League, there we go, Hartlepool are 16th, plate 27, 31 points. So there'll be four points. Is that we are twenty-seven? Let me just double check. Yeah, we're twenty-seven. So they're four points above us in the league, um, and five, five places. So you know, it's not a massive, not a massive difference in terms of uh, their their tally for the league. So it does make for quite an interesting game down at uh, Stonebridge Road on saturday week um and that would be a good three points if we could get three points out of that that would be a massive massive three points uh fingers crossed for that one let's hope uh let's hope we can, we can we can push on from here um be interested to see how this season pans out now well, i think i think we are now at that point we're at that axis that turning point where the next two or three games are season-defining that would define how we end up the season. I'm still not 100% convinced. I think I want to see how we perform against Hartlepool and then perhaps be in a better position to give you my view. But that's it. I uh, hope you all had a great Christmas and uh, a new year. Uh, obviously the football side of it wasn't fantastic, but, um, you know, um, um obviously, sadly we, we lost, um, a, a lifelong, um, supporter. One of the, if not the oldest supporter, uh, which was very sad news. Uh, and I'm just looking at see if there's anything now on our website. No, there's nothing there now. They're talking about hospitality for Hartlepool. I'm not going to go on. I could go on about something came up on social media. Uh, somebody made a comment about us advertising for for hospitality. You know what we should be aiming to do is promote ourselves more within our local community in terms of your average punter. You know we're a very working class club. We're a working class. We're set in the middle of a working class area. I firmly believe we don't do enough as a club to advertise ourselves to make ourselves um, desirable for people to come and watch us. And I'm sure we could do we could do a lot a lot more than we do. Uh, and I'd like I'd like to see us do that. Um, but we don't. We never have done for some for some reason. And I've moaned about this before. Dartford uh, have always had a much much better uh marketing campaign in their local vicinity than than we do uh, and i don't really understand the reason why i thought we were going to do more when we put this stand up in uh in the train station at absolutely international um but uh i don't know maybe we do maybe we do more and we just don't talk about it uh, i don't i don't know i'd like to see some banners and some signs and some just, just shout about the club, you know. We're supposed to be a club that's going places. We're supposed to be having an eight thousand seat stadium being built. Well, it's not going to look great if you only get you know fifteen hundred people in it. So you know, we need we need to be we need to be shouting, raising the profile of this great old club, don't we? Um, yeah. Alan Parker. Alan Parker was the guy who. Uh, passed away i can't say i knew him, but you know reading about him he he he's been a lifelong supporter since the inception and the amalgamation of uh of gravesend and north fleet so uh, that's a sad loss uh well we we've lost a few over the last few months haven't we so um, let's hope we can uh, Go through a nice period of a bit more happiness and joy, both on and off the pitch now going forward. Let's hope we have a cracking 2024 um, up until the end of the season when hopefully we can celebrate. We're certainly not going to be celebrating getting into the playoffs or anything like that, but if we can at least be celebrating safety and relatively comfortable safety, That'd be uh, good enough for me now. That's where my expectations, my hopes and desires would be now. So that's it. That's all for me, folks. I just thought I'm going to wrap this up now because it's been a long time. I just thought, and this was very off the cuff, by the way. I, I, I literally, it's, it's 10 to 9 now. I'll finish work at 8 o'clock. And um, before I packed up, I'm sitting in my office at home. And before I sort of packed up everything, I thought, uh, do you know what, I'll just grab my phone and i am just going to. Whatever comes into my head. I'm gonna talk about so I apologise if I've waffled on and bored the pants off you. Uh, if I have, please let me know. So you're boring old sod, or if I haven't, and you're pleased to see Fleet Die Hard Podcast back on on your uh, on your phones and your ear earbuds or wherever, let me know about that too. Um I'm always pleased to hear. When uh, when uh, people are listening to my podcasts, uh, because uh, you know it's nice to know that uh, that people get some small med- mediocre 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 element of enjoyment out of listening to my dulcet tones, giving you my probably ill advised and uneducated views about. My favourite team, Epps Fleet United. Come on, boys, up the fleets!